It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks, Bull. <laughs> I have an update for you and a read. Mary Kay Cabot just tweeted that no Browns quarterback will speak to the media today, and they will address tomorrow. DT, Whoever it will be will be determined tomorrow, but no Browns quarterback will speak to the that media means, today. When do they practice, Mike? Today. Later this afternoon. And when does Stefanski speak? 145. Does he speak after or before practice? Before practice. D. So maybe they don't. Do the players normally come out before Stefanski? They usually have player availability. Stefanski. That's why the players are not speaking. Yes. Taylor Heineke is starting. I got another quarterback to start this week. Yes. Let me do a read real quick and then we're going to talk about. I'm sorry. Let me just finish my thought real quick because it's. Stefanski's going to probably announce who the quarterback is. That's why they don't want to have the quarterbacks out before that. So go ahead. Yes, which means tomorrow we will have a full day to break down whoever the Browns' starting quarterback is. But if you want to score, better head over to FanDuel.com slash UCSS right now. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's literally no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And you could become the next Jacob Ross, who won 200 bucks on a $10 bet on a four-part same-game parlay on the Browns-Seahawks game. He had Njoku anytime touchdown score, Amari Cooper over 50 yards, Njoku over 40 yards, and the Browns with an alternate spread of 6.5. And, and he made all nice. four of those things come true, turned $10 into 200 bucks. so you could become the next Jacob Ross if you bet with FanDuel as well. Guys, as we get Congrats. ready for Arizona, something the Cardinals have done a lot throughout this season is run the read option. It's been a prominent part of their offense. Head coach Jonathan Gannon comes from Philadelphia, where that had been a prominent part of their offense. And so far this season, that is the one thing the Browns have struggled to stop. I went back and looked at two games in particular to which teams use the read option very effectively. Against Baltimore, and you can take this full, Steve, the Ravens ran 6-7. to seven. It depends on how you... You mean the Cardinals? No, we'll get to the Cardinals. The Ravens oh, against the Browns. Ah. Uh, they ran the read option... It, this is me tracking. If you want to tell me one of them was a read option and not a design read, okay. But they scored two touchdowns off at Lamar. Both his rushing touchdowns came off a motion, a fake handoff, 
and Lamar scooting into the end zone against the Colts. Gardner Minshew is not known as a mobile quarterback. Torched him. Five carries, 42 yards, two touchdowns. And Arizona, if you go through and look, you watch any of their games, it's a prominent part of their offense. I only went back and tracked the Seattle game just because I knew they scored a read option touchdown in that game. And in that game, Josh Dobbs, who is no longer their quarterback, had four carries on read option plays specifically for 43 yards and a touchdown. That's 10.5 yards a carry. So, G, Tyvis, I'm not going to say where you played football. We all know you played football at high levels. What adjustments <laughs> can the Browns make this weekend to try and slow down that part of Arizona's offense? Don't let Bull talk you out of stuff, okay? First of all, <laughs> let, 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 if you can say how you want to say it. Don't listen to Bull. Tyvis, uh, he brings up the read option. Obviously, they ran it with Josh Dobbs. Josh yes. Dobbs is faster than Clayton Toon. Is he? I, I, you know how much? Because Clayton Toon ran a 4.64. Which is decent. Yeah. Josh Dobbs ran a 4.4-something. Four, four did he really? He did. Dang. Uh, but to his point, Gardner Minshew, you know what he ran? 4-8. 4-9-7. You know Joey B ran a 4-9 also? I wouldn't have thought he, I thought he'd be better than that, maybe. You know, Joe Burrow ran a 4-9? Yeah. I thought he ran like a 4-7. Yeah, he got better game speed than yeah. with a show. But still, Clayton Toon is certainly faster than Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So I would think they – would still keep that as part of their offense. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't think they're gonna. It's gonna be heavy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's gonna be a very simple game plan. It's a rookie quarterback. You don't want to overwhelm them, so you're gonna yeah. throw some stuff in there to throw some wrinkles in there. Obviously, they're gonna do it because they seen the Ravens and the Colts do it, and then it hurt the, the Browns when they did it. So obviously, you put it in your game plan, especially if you got a quarterback that's willing and able to do that. But I don't think it's going to be a huge part. But how you stop that is that you have to have your defense in because usually when they do this, they let the tackle go up and they, they read off of the defensive end. Mm-hmm. If the defensive end crash down, you pull it and you run. If he comes and attacks the quarterback, he gives it. So in this situation, how you do it is you got the, the defensive end has to come down on the line, put his hand on the tackle like that, and he got to stand there and read it. Or it's two ways. You could do it like that and read it that way and then chase the ball. Or you can have it assigned to where you'll have that defensive end crash down and you'll have the linebacker scrape over the top and take the quarterback. So it kind of kills the whole play. Right. Let me give you uh, – Tyrus, uh, he, you know, that was a nice uh, assessment. I like how you, you, you played that. Um, but there are – another way he didn't mention how you stop that. The great defensive line of the Cleveland Browns. So what you do is when they run read option – you take it as disrespect. You say your defensive end, no matter what, I don't care if he hands the ball off. You go put your helmet in that quarterback's chest Ooh. and try to destroy him. They won't run it no more. <laughs> like if you right, you, I get you, you, you run a read option and you think you're gonna get cute. I'm not even gonna play that run. Maybe my, we'll, we'll have somebody else assign that. But I want you to run through that quarterback. I want you to, like, I, they may give you 15, but this ain't college. They won't eject you. We'll take that 15, but I guarantee there won't be no more that. That's the question that's going to be asked right after you say that as a coach. You got my fine? I got that. Oh, it's happening there. It's on. Like, that's, you, the number, that's the number one thing. You go, you pay my fine? Hey, run. For sure. I got run, you. Here's the thing. They may be up in arms. I've, I've never understood why people don't do this. Because they don't want to get fined. Be, because <laughs> that, you know you can't touch the quarterbacks like that. Yeah. You blast that quarterback like that. We, I thought he had the ball. Well, that's 15 yards and an automatic first down. There so not go. only are I'm you cool, hurting, you, cool you're that. hurting the defense I'm a, I'm a, as well. I'm cool with that. You're I'm hurting, fine with that. especially if you had just so happened. Let's if we know you're gonna do that. Let's do it on third and twenty. 
let's do it on Thursday. Let's, let's get a let's get an automatic first they down. They ain't running no read. Why not? They gonna run straight through. So we are gonna get an automatic they first not, down. They not running that. Third way. and twenty. Let's, let's run it. Let's take a look at this. That's what right I here. do. Tagboard froze. Oh, got a frozen tagboard. But frozen but, but 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 here's but no. Here's the thing. It, nobody wants to put their starting quarterback in harm's way. No, especially during the, the end of the season. So if they're yeah. coming up there, it's well, they, they ain't got nothing to play for. There's really nobody on Arizona's offense that scares you. Marquise Brown. He scares you? Speed. Speed always scares you. All right. You, you, if you line up against Marquise Goodwin, you wouldn't I, be scared? I, well, I would because I'm slow, but <laughs> uh, I'd probably just tackle him. But I probably couldn't You tackle. couldn't catch him. Yeah. No. But uh, the Browns have corners that can play with him. You, you look at, you know, James Conner is hurt. He's not playing. He's on the IR. He's their best back. Mm. They've been going with uh, this young guy, D Mercado. I think it's Eddie Amari Mar- D Mercado. Mar- Ain't the name Eddie? Eddie? Yeah, something like no, that. No, D Mercado. I think it's I Amari. Know is it Amari? I can't. I, I know who you're talking about. It's Amari, D Mercado. Didn't you like, just pick him up in fantasy? Ask, I did pick him up. Someone we could ask about that yeah. is Darren Urban, who's been covering the Cardinals oh, for 24 years now? now, and Darren is ready to join us to end this wild debate of how to pronounce DeMarcado's first name. What's up, Darren? Is it Amari, Darren? Is it, how are you guys right? doing? It is Amari. Amari DeMarcado. Yeah, I, it was, was interesting. Is James Conner got hurt in the game against the Bengals, and actually James Conner was having a great game. He was really – that game might have been different had he not gotten hurt. Don't you think? Because he was – Conner was playing, I thought, really well. I was watching that game. I thought Connor was having a hell of a game that day, and then they couldn't run once he got hurt. Is that fair? James Connor. James Connor was having a great season uh, yeah. when he got hurt. Um, probably better than a lot of people thought he might. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think his loss has absolutely impacted this team. I mean, obviously, there's a this this roster isn't where they want it to be right now. They're waiting for Kyler Murray to come back. Um, there's a, there's a lot of things in flux with this team right now, but there, it's clear that once James Connor got hurt. Um, that changed some things. Now, I, I do think Yamari Di Mercado has has shown some flashes. He's an undrafted rookie, um, but he he's shown patience. He's he's shown burst when he he needs to. Um, but right now, this this team is is missing in a lot of areas, and and part of it is the quarterback play. Josh Dobbs just got traded yesterday, yeah. but ultimately, um, this is the the storyline of this season has always been. What is it going to look like when Kyler comes back and, and waiting for Kyler to actually make his return? So um, we're close to that point. We'll, we'll see what happens. Is there any chance the Cardinals surprise all of us and go with Kyler this week? Or is it a hundred, are you 100% certain it's going to be Clayton Toon? I don't know if I'd say I'm 100% certain. I, the, the way it's kind of worked out with this whole thing, when, when, when Kyler Murray returned to practice, you know, he got all the clearances that he needed to get to, but Jonathan Gannon was waiting for Kyler to say, okay, I'm comfortable enough in my rehab now that I, I can get back on the field. And, I, and obviously, as we've seen the last couple of weeks, the, uh, the health, I mean, he hasn't had a practice designation the last uh, two or three practices in terms of, of needing an injury designation. Now, obviously, he had one for the game so he could stay on the pup list. But, I mean, we're right on the cusp now of, of him potentially playing. And I, I think at this point, the question becomes, does he come back this week uh, or does he wait the, the one more week? And he's got until they have until next Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday after the Browns game to put him on the active roster. Do you wait one more week, give him a, a couple more days and another week of practices uh, before you put him on the field, which would be home against the Falcons? And I, and I think 
right now, that's the question. I, their, their offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing, and I know you guys know him yeah. uh, from his time with the Browns, you know, Petzing was making the point, like, at this point, it, when, you, when you add in, like, what he missed in OTAs and everything over the summer, um, he's just getting to what it would have been if he had gone to training camp on July 28th. Uh, to this point in his practice. So I, I could understand if he or everybody else would want him to have maybe one more week of prepping in this brand new offense, which he had never played in until two weeks ago um, before he gets in a game. You know, we, we kind of have a, a, I wouldn't say a similar situation uh, of a quarterback being injured and not really knowing when he's going to be back. I think it's a little different because you guys obviously don't have the, the, the expectations. And like you said, he hasn't even been in this new system. Um, in terms of Kyler Murray, you know, in the previous years, there was always, you know, I don't know if the, the entire fan base embraced him. He, he started off one year very well, kind of, um, you know, you know, faltered in the playoffs. Um, what is the temperature in the fan base on Kyler Murray, especially after getting a big deal coming off the ACL? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, I, I think there's there's still uh, some in the fan base that, that are wondering about what he can be and all that stuff. But I, I also think that I think there's a lot of intrigue right now because the way things ended with the Cliff Kingsbury era and, and how that was all going. I think there's a lot of people that want to see Kyler in a different offense and see what that actually means. It's not like Kyler played poorly when he was playing. He was made the Pro Bowl a couple times. He, he was the reason that it, when they were winning a lot of the times that they won. Um, the, the offense was a little disjointed. I don't know if it totally necessarily worked on the NFL level with what Cliff Kingsbury was trying to do. Um, and Kyler made a lot of plays all by himself. So people, I think, want to see him in more of a structure uh, and, and kind of see where this goes. Um, you know, obviously, does he have a, a, a ton around him at this point where you're like, you know, it's, it's not like Brock Purdy in San Francisco where he's got all these playmakers around him at this point. Uh, that, that'd be another reason potentially to, to wait another week uh, for James Conner because I think James Conner is uh, eligible to come back uh, after the Browns game. So... Um, you, you mentioned, I heard you guys talking about Marquise Brown. Yeah. He's, he's had a great year. It doesn't look like it in the stats. Unfortunately, Dobbs and he weren't able to hook up very often, uh, with Dobbs struggling down the field. But I think Marquise Brown has played an excellent season and Michael Wilson is a really good rookie receiver. So what Kyler looks like when he's put in this offense, I think everybody's very, uh, curious to see what that looks like. There, you know, uh, I was, we were sitting here talking about, you know, Arizona's defense. And it seems like y'all got rid of a lot of good guys. Like y'all got rid of Murphy um, last year. Y'all traded the the the, the the corner or not the corner, the linebacker slash safety to the Giants. Simmons. Who? Yeah, Simmons, Isaiah Simmons. Who is the impactful guys on the defense now, and who pres are gives the Browns a real threat, and the Browns should be worried about? Well, I, I mean, I think it's safe to say that. Uh, 
they're trying to get to a point where their defense is the the whole is better is more the the sum of the parts is more than the individual parts. I mean, you still have Buda Baker, who's one of the best safeties in the league, and I think he still is, and he's been back a couple weeks now uh, from a bad hamstring injury, and they also have Jalen Thompson in the secondary of safety, who's a very good player. They don't have a whole lot of names. Uh, they're kind of trying to do the pass rush by committee thing. They moved Zayvon Collins from inside to outside linebacker. There's a lot of young guys who, you know, quite frankly, aren't going to scare a whole lot of people from the outside, and I understand that. And they, they've had a piecemeal their defensive line together, and they were doing that anyways, and then they lost two of their top guys to season-ending injuries. So um, I think right now their defense is trying to work mostly on scheme and effort alone. I've been impressed with that part of it. They have not uh, let up very much. I mean, do they have the manpower? I don't know about that, but I do think they've made some strides in terms of the effort and and the, the want to as games go on. I mean, it would be real easy uh, for a lot of these guys to be mentally struggling right now with as, as bad as the record is, and you really haven't seen that in the games. I think I think they, they have lost games in most part because – their roster just isn't as good as most teams that they play. Yeah, I'm curious about the Trey McBride, who, uh, you know, was a guy that people have been talking about for a couple of years, and he had a big breakout game this past week. I think he had like 15 targets, 10 catches, close to 100 yards and a touchdown, I think, somewhere around there. Uh, is this, if you're a fantasy football guy, are you buying in on Trey McBride the rest of the year, or, or is this a one-game anomaly? What do you think about him? Well, I mean, Trey McBride, second-round pick last year, um, hasn't gotten a ton of run because Zach Ertz is here, but now Zach Ertz is on IR. And I I think this is kind of the changing of the guard to get to Trey McBride. He he was arguably the best tight end in college when he was coming out uh, that season, although not a lot of people knew about him at Colorado State. Um, He's probably a better receiver than blocker, but he's gotten better at blocking. And I do think he's got a lot of talent as a receiver. And I – I don't know if he's going to give you 10 catches for 100 yards every week, um, but I do think he's got the chance to be in a, a very effective tight end, and now getting that chance with Ertz on the sideline, I think that's going to happen. Um, I, I think this is we're getting to that point where the Cardinals need to look at some of these guys and yep. see. You know, McBride's a guy who came in before the current uh, GM, Monty Austinfort. This is where you want to kind of see where all these guys are if they're part of your future or what else you want to do, because obviously the Cardinals have a ton of, of, of draft picks and high draft picks next uh, next year. You know, uh, Darren, let me ask you this question. Usually here in Cleveland, we always come from our perspective of whether we view a team as a beatable team or a winnable game. <laughs> um, you, you know, when you guys have Clayton Toon at quarterback, you know, he's making his first start. Um, do you believe that with him at the helm, this is a winnable game for you guys? What is the, what is the thought process when, when you're going, coming to play Cleveland? Do you feel like this is a winnable game and, and, and the um, Cardinals in the locker room, they feel like they can win this game? I mean, I, I, don't, know if, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I would assume that every player would go into a game thinking they could win this game. I mean, this team did beat the Cowboys earlier this year uh, with essentially the same cast of characters. Now, Tune if he ends up playing, uh, which obviously a lot of people are kind of making that that jump right now. I mean, he's a rookie. He hasn't played in a regular season game yet, save for one pass. And, you know, that's that's a tall order, especially against a defense like Cleveland's and a defensive line like Cleveland's. Um, but he did get a lot of run in the preseason. He didn't look too bad there. 
I, I think at this point it's a it's a week to week process. Whether they feel like they can beat Cleveland, I would I would again I would assume so. Uh, a road it's a road game, a, a difficult road game. But I but I've also seen enough times, and I kind of saw it with the Cowboys game. Like I, I would almost reverse that. Like where does Cleveland where's Cleveland's head going into this game? Are they mm. assuming that they're just going to roll over? Right. A, a, a Cardinals team that has one win and a rookie quarterback. Those are the kinds of games that mm-hmm. that can change on a dime. Last thing, Darren, we were talking about this before you came on. You know, the Cardinal, the the Browns defense overall has been really good, but both the Ravens and Colts had a lot of success running read option. And obviously, with with Lamar Jackson, he's he's a great. You know, but Gardner Minshew is no great athlete. In fact, Clayton Toon ran a way better forty time than Gardner Minshew did the car the Cardinals have run a lot of read option uh while while Toon may not be as good an athlete as Josh Dobbs he's still a decent athlete do you expect to see that remain part of the game plan I, w- I would expect it to re- uh, to remain part of the game plan if Toon plays but I, I at the same time it's it's really hard to get a handle on what this could look like or how it could change with a brand new quarterback I mean like right. I said Toon's only played one snap and it was a fake uh, punt on a fourth down. So you don't really know exactly what they're going to want to do. But I do agree that Clayton Toon is a pretty good athlete. I do think he can run that play if that's what they ask of him. Uh, He's a big guy. um, So it's it's doable. Um, You know, obviously, as you guys were saying before I came on, you you are exposing your quarterback to harm's way. Right. uh, But that's kind of where you are as an offense. And I, I do think that'll be in the game plan, yes. By the way, one last, last thing. Uh, I was watching uh, the end of the Cardinals-Ravens game because obviously we were hoping the Ravens would lose and the Cardinals were making that kind of wacky comeback at the end. I think that onside kick that the Cardinals got, the, the second they had to do it twice, second one obviously failed. I don't know if anybody else saw this. Obviously, you did, Darren, and I did. That first onside kick by Matt Prater that the Cardinals recovered was one of the best onside kicks I've ever seen in my life. Right? I mean, I mean that was amazing. It was executed really well, and we all know that it's really hard to get an onside kick. In fact, I believe that's the only successful onside kick in the NFL this year. Yeah, uh, not a surprise. It's been so hard to do. So, uh, look, it, it would have been nice had they been a little bit closer at the end because the first three quarters were a slog last week for the Cardinals, yeah. and, and obviously they're hoping to, to play a little bit better overall in Cleveland. Darren, thank you, man. We appreciate the time. Thank appreciate you for joining you. us. Thanks for having me. All right, Darren Urban uh, covers the Cardinals and – well, there you go. We got a new game, guys. We do have a new game. I'm very excited to play this game. Before yeah. we do that, I need to tell the good people of the world that tomorrow the barbershop is back. We missed Monday's barbershop Ooh. because G. Bush wasn't feeling well, but he is back in the chair and back ready to dominate the barbershop game Thursday at 3 to 4 p.m. Make sure you guys tune in to the barbershop on the UCSS channel on Thursday from 3 to 4. G, we're glad to have you back, my friend. No doubt, man. So are you guys ready to play a new game here? Let's do it. Let's this is called, it. I Know I Think I Doubt. I'm going to give you a statement. Each one of you has three of these. I will give you a statement, and you tell me if you know that to be true, you think it could be true, or you doubt that to be true. We don't true. get to all answer each one? Well, I'm going to ask it to you specifically, then we could all discuss. Ah, gotcha. So okay. we're going to go in order. And G, you're up first. With Ooh. the first ever, I Know I Think I Doubt. Okay. The statement is... If Deshaun Watson isn't vintage Deshaun Watson again this season, the Browns will still make the playoffs. Do you know that? Do you think that? 
Or do you doubt that? It's mm, a good one. That is a great one. Thank you. Because the word vintage can be that can be broken down into so many things. <laughs> if he isn't good, if, if, he's, if he's not good, he can't play at a winning level, right? Yeah. Is that what you mean? I, yeah, I, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, the reason I doubt it is because they had an opportunity to go get a quarterback that could have given you average. Um, I think I advocate going back to DTR, but at the end of the day, I just keep asking myself, you know, DTR in Baltimore, mm-mm. PJ Walker, Baltimore, mm-mm. and even Deshaun Watson going into Baltimore with half an arm. Mm-mm. I doubt it. They they need to find some competent. I actually think the best way that they make the playoffs is if DTR plays a couple games and then they start developing a game plan around him because he has a higher ceiling. But I doubt it. Tyvis, what do you think? Uh, well, I think after Nick Chubb went down, it was all based on how Deshaun Watson was going to be in this season. And if he's not going to be there or he's not going to play at a winning level, I don't really see it. I mean, I know they've been doing it the past couple of weeks with P.J. Walker. Um, if Deshaun, maybe if Deshaun doesn't turn the ball over, they win maybe. But if he's not throwing touchdowns, like the way that they've been winning is not a recipe that no, I, that's going to help. Hard them to yet. sustain. Yeah. The right. Winning. So I doubt it. I almost wish there was a category between, I think, and I doubt. Right. I wish there was something in between. <laughs> I'm there. not giving you the cop out. No, I know. I'm going to have to go with these guys. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm hesitant because right. I think with their defense – there are enough winnable games on yeah. the schedule that they – you know what? I'm going to stay – even though I'm pissed at the Browns right now, give me the options again. I know, I think, or I doubt. I'm going to go be a little positive, okay. even on a day where I'm pissed, and I'm going to say I think. I think they can still make it because I'm like, okay. I think they're going to – now, if they lose to Arizona, see ya. Yeah, <laughs> if they lose to Arizona, it's over. But if they – I'm assuming they're going to win this week. Maybe that's stupid, but I'm assuming they're going to win this week, which makes them five and three. I think they could get to the playoffs with 10 wins. Now, 10 is not going to be easy, and I don't think they can do it if they lose to Arizona. But they have the Bears. They have the Steelers at home. They're getting bad quarterback play, too. They're playing a lot of teams the rest of the season outside of the Bengals and the Ravens that don't have great quarterback play either, and Jacksonville that don't have great quarterback play. So, if in their final, they'd be 5-3 and three if they win this week, right? Correct. They'd have nine games left. If they can go 5-4 and four in those nine, it's going to be tough. It's hard, but Very. it's possible. I'll, I'll say that. Go ahead. Next up, Bull, you're going to start with this okay. one. And once again, these word choices are very particular. Yes, I, <laughs> right, right now, we look at Dustin Hopkins as one of the best kickers in football. So, my statement is we will still look at Dustin Hopkins as a very, very good kicker when the regular season ends. Bull, do you know we will? Do you think we will? Or do you doubt we will? I'm going to say I think again, because although it's a much stronger think than, than with the Browns, last one. Uh, I mean, he, I got reason to believe in him. He's made some kicks in bad weather. I can't say I know because kickers outside of one or two guys are very frugal. Or frugal is not the right word. Yeah. Uh, they're, they, they're hard to predict. You have kickers that are like, can't miss, and then they miss a few and they fall apart. It happens all the time. That Brett Meyer of the Cowboys was great for much, much last season. Then he fell apart and he's like, done. So we've seen that time and time again. Uh, so I, I, I'll say I think that he's going to be really good. I'm going to say I know. 
I know. That guy's that guy hits more field goals and he saved a lot of games and to me I think that that's something that's gonna consistently be there. I think they finally got hit the 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 nail on the head and finally got a kicker that can win them games. So I'ma say to be positive, I'm gonna say I know. I'm gonna um I'm gonna say I know, um, because you know, we give PJ Walker credit for all them wins. Actually them wins should be going to the kicker. Uh, he's more he's been more pivotal than the quarterback and winning some of these games. He's kicked in some bad weathers. Um, and like I said, I, I like people to be right down the middle. You know what I'm saying? I like to like I like the fact that when Steph Curry shoot free throws, it don't hit nothing. It's just go right down up through the basket and hit the floor. Like I that's exactly what I like when when my field goal kickers. I don't wanna be guessing. Um and uh he's been doing his thing this year. I am gonna go with I know. All right, next up, G, we're gonna start with you. Miles Garrett is going to win Defensive Player of the Year this season. Do you know that? Do you think that? Or do you doubt that? Well, I, I know that because here's how it is. So, so basically, in this industry, and I don't, we don't vote on these things, but we, we know a lot of guys that, you know, you get a vote for this stuff. And how they operate is, is purely on narrative. They like they're not all of them, but there's a I I don't think I don't think we you know some guys I think actually do the work. Uh, well, you're right. I agree that a lot of them. So yeah. like like LeBron could have got an MVP five years in a row, but they were like, well, we can't give got it, it to, ten years in a row. Well, we can't give it to him five years in a row, yeah, right? right. Or, That's true. And so now like like Joel Embiid, like think Joel Embiid was supposed to be. They're like, well. He was close last year. We didn't give it to him. That do be Let me go ahead and give it to him. Let's get it to him. So they already gave Bosa his. TJ Watt got his. This is the, the coming of Miles Garrett. He hasn't thrown a helmet in a while. He hasn't <laughs> flipped his car. None of that good stuff. So now Miles Garrett, come on. We like your Halloween Hasu. Yeah. If he gets anywhere over 17, 18 sacks, he's going to be different. By the way, the Seahawks punter. Used his helmet as a weapon against the Browns last week. Nothing right. came of that. No, nothing. What happened? About yeah. The Seahawks punter took his helmet off and he was uh, swinging it. Really? I did not see was that. It the Seahawks punter was another. It was another. Maybe it was a different game. game. Was it a different <laughs> game? Yeah, that, yeah, that was a different game. What game was I watching? There's no way it would have happened and we wouldn't have seen it. Every no, you're day. right. I'm, 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 I think I'm holding. It. I got. I'm not, I got to make sure I'm not crazy. Uh, hold on. So while he's looking up, Titus, will Miles Garrett win defensive player? Do you know? Do you think? Or do you doubt? I'm between I know and I think. Um, I hope so. Um, it's not an answer. This isn't the I hope so yeah, game segment. Uh-oh. This is the I know I think. By the way, uh, it was uh, the Buccaneers punter against the Bills Thursday night. Yep. Okay. That was it. I don't know why I was thinking it was <laughs> the Browns game. I'll say that I know because of everything G. Bush said. He talked me into it. Mm. <laughs> G. Bush is a wise man. I'm with him too. I don't agree that all. I There is definitely a segment of the voting base on these things. That goes with the narrative, which is pathetic. I don't want to lump everybody in together because there are guys who do the, guys and women who do their so, job yeah, the proper a, way. Seventy-five percent, yeah, right. But so, there is enough. Well, my question and Miles Garrett right now has been the best defensive yeah. player. How are we judging that though? Because Hunter got ten sacks on the season. Who does? Daniel Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not just sacks. That's not the only stat. Well, that's what I'm saying. So how yeah. are we judging it? Well, look. So <laughs> See, that's my. That's why I said. That's why I'm between. I think and I know. Cause I don't know how they judge it. Because they'll say, "All right, well, Daniel Hunter got the sacks, but Miles Garrett demands the most 
attention. He gets triple teamed the most. He's the most disruptive. He's the he gets to the yeah. quarterback the fastest. He like they'll, they'll, if they want to give you an award, they'll what make if, something. But what up. if a guy rips off ten picks? They can go by PFF grade. Yeah. They can go by. I just think yeah. it's a it's a lot that go with all right. All. So what yeah, do you go see, with? I know or there, I right? think. G. Bush talked me into yeah, it. I know. Okay, next, Mike. <laughs> next up, Tybus, we're going to start with you. Kevin Stefanski is a good head coach. I know, <laughs> I think, or I doubt. Why would you give me this? Dang, bro. <laughs> Why would you do this? That's terrible. These are good questions. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski is a good head coach. <laughs> okay. Unbiased opinion. Not because I'm a Browns employee <laughs> not none of that. You're not a Browns employee. I am a Browns employee. Yes. My, they cut my check for sure. As a matter of fact, y'all owe me one. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. You got the money. Pay the man. You know what I'm to All biases aside, I think he is a good head coach because I just think that just giving off of this season alone, the things that he's overcome with the, the injuries and all of the, the off-the-field stuff to still have his team locked in on Sundays and still able to perform in the way that they're performing, that's a sign to me of a good head coach. You go down 14-0 and your team still fights and comes back and y'all was winning 20-17 to in Seattle in a hostile place, I think that's a sign of a good coach. So I'm going to say I think. G. Bush? <laughs> uh, in, these, in these positions as a uh, head coach, um, you're, you're evaluated for a lot of things. How you coach, what plays you call, who you develop, can you motivate people, all, the, all those things in the game situations. And to be truthful, if you add all those things up, Kevin Stefanski should have an I know. He should have it. But his in-game <laughs> situational football is so bad. It costs games. It costs you. The fact that you put the ball in P.J. Walker's hands instead of the running game and – it just it baffles me. I doubt it because it's not, Whoa. <laughs> he went from I went know all the way to the I, I doubt it I doubt. because it's, I, it, it wasn't. It, this isn't a, just a one <clears throat> year thing. I was mad a couple years ago. My dad brought this up. They were in, in, in scoring position. Remember the game in the, against the Green Bay Packers? Baker Mayfield was there. Nick Chubb had ran the ball all the way up the field. All they need to do is go get a field goal to win this game. And he threw the ball three straight times. And Baker Mayfield threw an interception. So he, he's a, he doesn't learn from a lot of things. I, I just doubt it at this point. I think he may be a good coordinator. I'm going to go complete opposite of G. Bush. I know Kevin Stefanski <laughs> is a good coach. I don't think Kevin Stefanski. If, if the question had been, is Kevin Stefanski a great coach? I would have said, I doubt. But a good coach? I think he's a good coach. Uh, is he flawed? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you... If you dive into the play calling of any coach outside of probably nobody, maybe Andy Reid, uh, you could be find plenty of things to be critical of if we were breaking down other coaches like we break down Stefanski. I know he's a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. I know he's good, and I'm not, I'm not getting rid of him. We got three more, maybe four if we have time, but we have three more. And yeah. Ty, we're back to you. Mm. Elijah Moore will have a 100-yard receiving game this season. <laughs> do you know that? Do you think that? Or do you doubt that? <laughs> why would you give me this? We're I know, why, I know why you gave me this question, and that's what makes it even funnier. You know what? It's a man. You know what? I, I know. <laughs> Listen, 
I stood up for I stood and banged the table for this guy. So listen, you go you ain't gonna let me down. I know at some point you gonna have a hundred yard game now. I don't know when. I'm I'm hoping, you know, as some game, what is it, nine games left? You got nine chances. You if you can't get a hundred yards, then they might need to cut bait with you. So I'ma say I know that he's gonna get a hundred yards at least in one game this season. Book it. G <laughs> Again, um, this should be a I know based on what we talked about during the season, based on the fact that we, what people told us in training camp, and based on the quarterback you had, I, this should have been I know easy. It should have been. But it's I doubt it. <coughs> Let's go right back to I doubt it. And the reason I doubt it is because think about it like this way. <laughs> you just got rid of a receiver that was productive last year for free. <laughs> So he had zero targets. He couldn't even get targets. <laughs> so what makes me think that all of a sudden Elijah Moore is going to be just stuffing the stat sheet, especially if PJ Walker is, is playing, and especially if Deshaun Watson ain't, ain't back to normal. There's no way he gets 100 yards. And it's just not me. Just I would love to, for him to get him. Yeah. It's just I'm just telling you what the numbers have been bearing out so far. Uh, huh? Do you know how many games Elijah Moore has played in his career? Uh, I can tell you. No, yeah. I know it. I'm asking somebody to guess. Uh, well, I, I'm looking at it, so I won't. I won't guess. If you guys want to guess, how many games is Elijah Moore? Forty-two, played? close. Thirty-four. Do you know how many hundred-yard games he has in those thirty-four? Two, one. Mm. Since that game in his rookie year, where he had 141 yards in that one big game, I think he's had over 65 twice, mm. and he has not even had 90 yards once. Yeah. The Browns have the worst passing game in the league. The odds are that Deshaun Watson, even if he plays this year, will not be at his best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the chances of him having a 100-yard game are probably less than 5%. Yeah, yeah. So I doubt it. Well, I'm going with the less than 5 Let's all hope Tyvis is right. Yeah, and we hope Tyvis is right. All right, next. Bull, you're going to be our first answer for this next one. Mm-hmm. A Browns quarterback. We'll throw three touchdowns in a game this season. <laughs> I know. I think. Or I doubt. I, I really want to say yes because I'm hoping Watson can surprise us hmm. and be healthy. I'm going to say I think. I'm going to shock you here. There's good, they got a one game, right? They're playing enough bad teams. Like, maybe that game against the Bears late in the year. Maybe Watson's, like, 75% he's out there. I don't know. Maybe even this week against the Cardinals. Crazier things have happened. I, I mean, I'll say it happens one time this year. I think it's going to happen. I, I, I don't feel confident, but I'm going to say yes. Weird things happen. I doubt it. <laughs> man. Nothing else to say. I doubt it. Um, That's really the man. right answer. Man. <laughs> um, I, it's funny when you said that. I turned around and looked at the screen so so fast. I hurt my neck again. I was just like, "Dang, bro! I gotta take it easy, bro." Like, you know what the sad thing is? Before the season, what were you at? What was the all note? kind of yards? All kind of oh. everybody had. I'm the only one that's still standing on y- this Elijah yard, Moore thing. Yard, yards was coming down like a waterfall from heaven. Oh my god! Everybody was going five thousand. Wasn't it? Hey, it's a shame. I can't even <laughs> ask for three touchdowns. You know, when the last time? When is the last time a Browns quarterback threw three touchdowns? Can we? Do Baker we know that? probably did it. That's a great Anthony. Well, I'm sure up Baker for us right did now. It. I mean, Baker I, did it. Oh uh, yeah, I don't see. I, that. I mean, think about it. Like, like we've been anemic. Oh my God. Offensively for decades, like that, like literally decades before. Like you know, we when you see the ticker and other quarterbacks, we be like, oh, he threw for four touchdowns. 
Are you? I think three. Well, you see three. It's ba- like Baker three, threw man. four touchdowns against Cincinnati. He threw four touchdowns against Cincinnati um, when Odell was, when Odell was out. That's the one I remember off the top of my head. But three touchdown passes. He threw four against Tennessee. That's what I see. Is the one against the Bengals, he actually threw five touchdowns. Oh, Baker. Baker. So, G, to answer your question, the last time a Browns quarterback threw for four touchdowns, for three touchdowns in a game, was December 6, 2020. Oh, it was Baker. Baker. Baker actually did it eight times through three or more touchdowns, although four of them were in his rookie season. That's four a, of the eight. Listen, I'm sorry. That's a bad stat. That looks that make, that make, that make, us, that make us look crazy. <laughs> like, to think about, like, that the, the, the he threw that many times for three touchdowns or more, and we can't even sniff that. We ain't even nowhere close to that. We running the triple option. That's uh, This is crazy. That's crazy, ain't we it? We running the triple option. Hey, yeah, we ain't nowhere close to three touchdowns. No, that's crazy. The fact that he threw that many times. How many times you said? Hey, you better be lucky Jay ain't here. <laughs> as Jay, a rookie. Jay would have been on top of that. As table. a rookie, he did three or more four times. <laughs> In his second year, he did it twice. His third year, he did it twice. And his fourth year, he did not throw three touchdowns. Dang. Jay would have put that helmet on <laughs> and would have been twerking on the table. <laughs> wow. Just twerking okay. shoulders. Just <laughs> Ty, what do you think? What happened? You- yeah, no, nah, I, I doubt. I said I doubt. Nothing to All say. Right. I said no, I doubt. Dang. Next. Not All right, last one. <laughs> G. Bush, you're going to start us off here. Pierre Strong is the best running back on the Browns roster right now. I know. I know. Oh, a confident I know. I agree. Okay. So you were high on Kareem Hunt. I, I like him, too. I'm, I'm running with them two backs. I agree. I, the thing about doing that Pierre Strong is, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt looks like he he's labored a, a little bit because of that quad injury. He's good for two, two carries, burst, you know what I'm saying, get him out. But Pierre Strong, when I look at the All-22, he has vision. When you want to run a stretch zone play, you can do it three, to- three ways. You can bounce it, you, you, you can cut it up in the middle, or you can bend it back against the grain. He does a tremendous job of bending it back against the grain. He puts his foot in the ground. He goes north-south. He has bursts. He can catch the football out of the backfield. That's why I'm disappointed, once again, yeah. that he was playing a very pivotal role in that game, and then in the second half, in the third quarter, we didn't see him no more, and I'm yeah. confused by that. I just... Do you know what Jerome Ford, who do you think had a better 40 time coming out? Jerome Ford or Pierre Strong? Pierre Strong. I think probably Pierre Strong. What do you think they both ran? Four, four threes, four, four? Four fives. Pierre Strong ran a four, three, seven. And uh, Ford ran a four, four, six. That's mm-hmm. what I ran. Me and Jerome Ford's the same speed. That's a significant difference, though, between the two. It you know? is. I mean, and, and especially when he, when you talk about the aggressiveness, Jerome Form, that's why Nick Chubb is so good, because his vision on any even given play, he's going to get you 3-4. And I just like the fact that um, Strong, there was times where he would press the front side, read color in the hole, which is basically a, a you know, linebacker and lineman in that gap, put his foot and just cut back, and he would have four or five yards off top. So I, I love to see him get the ball, the ball more. And that's one of the reasons I want to see DTR on top of that. I think, you know, this is a little ahead of yourself, but I would start DTR and the same way you, you talk about using that read option. That would be a big part of what we doing. Well, was I here when I told y'all I think Pierre Strong is the best quarter running back? 
I think I don't you, know. You I've been talking about him for two weeks. You, wanted, you said you wanted to see him. Yeah, because I, 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 when I watched the little bit that I seen of him before, like when they made the trade for him, obviously it was like a little highlight clip of him uh, and the Patriots. Uh, yeah. And I was like, man, he got good vision. Yeah. Like that, that's something that you can't – because a lot of running backs get the ball. They tell you to go through the C-gap. He's going to try to press the C-gap. Yeah. But this dude got the ball, seen it. It was like, boom, cut back, cut back, like boom, 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 and cut all the way back. He even did it in the Seahawks game yeah. last yeah. week. And I, I think it was his first or second carry. Oh, he cut it back. And I'm like, cut. that's a great read by him. And he got the speed. And I'm just yeah. like, I, I, I like. I think he's better than Jerome Ford. I think they, I agree with you guys. I think they should – I don't like using three guys that much. No. I, I would use Pierre Strong as, as my, like, first, second down back. And then Kareem Hunt is maybe like share third down time <laughs> goal line. And then Kareem Hunt be my goal line short yardage guy, you know. And if they and if, and, and this is the thing, if they really utilize what we just said there with Pierre Strong, and you tell DTR, look, we're going to incorporate a lottery option into what we're doing. Yeah, make you guys. What he did at UCLA. He went play with Chip. Yeah, with Chip. Yeah, and, and RPO stuff. And that's the thing. I haven't seen any RPO. Well, that's this year. what we was banging the table for. That I haven't at the seen of this none season. of this. Yeah, it should have been a nothing but RPO game. Yeah. Go ahead, Mikey. Did you guys like that? Yeah. Good game. We'll do it again. Nice. I, give, I, I, think, I think it'll be a nice little TV show segment. Tighten it down. We're playing, we're playing true or false next. Oh, I didn't know we was playing true or false. And true or false, as always, is brought to you by, by the, way, the, I won last the week. number one producer's podcast in the history of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show universe. It is undeniable tonight. Myself, Anthony, and First Earl and hopping always. on at 7 o'clock to break down everything in the Browns universe. The Browns players are talking right now. If anyone says something, we'll be talking about that. We're going to go way more in depth on the Cavs than we could in today's show. Pierre Strong and at 7 o'clock the tonight be behind the glass. Watch. By the way, I think <laughs> next time at the end, put a question like, you know, about us or about like, you know, something Throw like. Throw a personal one in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we do that. End, we'll that do would that. be a fun. All right, thing. so we made this two or false last week before we had to shuffle around the panel because the Cavs tipped off their season on Wednesday. So we did this after Miles Garrett superhero performance against the Colts. So okay. we're going to keep this. This is true or false. Miles Garrett edition, and oh, we have some it. brand new music to play, courtesy of Danny English, who watches UCSS, asked if he could make some music for us. We said, of course, Danny, wow. so we're going to listen to some new music from Danny as we play <laughs> True or False. Steve, hit the new track, and are you guys ready? A little dramatic, a little ominous, a make you think a little harder. I love that somebody created music for this. For the specifically for the segment or just for the show, and you chose. He asked if he could do something for the show. I said we use the music mostly for true or false. Yeah. Let's get a little ominous, a little dramatic in here. And this is what he came up with. I'm a big fan. Kind like a horror movie. Knocked it yeah. thing. Yeah. I like. I sound it. like I'm in a house full of dolls. <laughs> yeah, creepy dolls. Creepy dolls. Yeah. Perfect. He nailed exactly what we asked for. Are you guys yeah. ready? Yeah. True or false? Miles Garrett. Question number one. Miles Garrett was the consensus number one recruit in his high school class. True or false? G. Bush says true. Bull says true. Tyvis says false, which means one of you two, one of you three is going to be right. And the answer is true. He was the number one consensus recruit he in one his class. Three. Two of two three. Of two of right. three, yeah. Once he said one of three, I assume Tyvis was wrong. Yes, no, Tyvis is wrong. He was the number one consensus recruit in his high school class. Question number two. Speaking of Miles Garrett as a young pup, he broke Jadavian Clowney's SEC freshman sack record. Which he still holds to the day. I even took the number out, so you didn't think I was finagling the number if I was gonna do it. 
I have also no dig idea. this music. I have no idea. I just says fault. <laughs> I'm playing the odds. Because <laughs> the first one was true? No, because it's a lot of SEC oh, dudes. True. So maybe somebody Bull else says got true. It. G says false. That means now one of you guys will be in the lead by yourself. And that leader in the clubhouse after two questions is Adam the Bull. Nine and a half sacks. They didn't even get out the An SEC record, which still stands to the day. <laughs> it's over with. I lost already. <laughs> Question number three. Miles Garrett ran a 4.55 40-yard dash and rep 225 pounds on the bench press 41 times at the combine. I promise you, it's either all true or all false. Okay. There's no, there's no half off. <laughs> After Jay's complaints last week, but it, but it could be. <laughs> it, they could one of those things, but both of them could be off by a little bit. That could happen, yeah. but it's not like one's right and one's wrong. They're either both right or they're both wrong. He did not run a 4.55. He ran like a 4.6-something, and his bench is in the 30s. Liars. G-Bush is spot on. He ran a 4.64 and only benched 225 33 times. G-Bush sniffed it out oh, from the get-go. He is correct. <laughs> I'm and on yeah, the boards. Only is probably the not, wait, not proper way to yeah. put it. What's the stand? He's, a, he's actually slower than Jadavian Clowney, but his broad jump is crazy. What's the standing, though? Anthony? Uh, Bull and G are tied at two. Tyvis, you were at one. Ooh, I'm in there. I'm back. I mean, there's only been three questions. <laughs> I'm back. I was out. I didn't get off. Let him have this, Bull. What's that? Question number four. <coughs> yeah, let him have this. Oh, okay. Miles Garrett holds the fastest sack time in the NFL this season when he took down Ryan Tannehill in 2.27 seconds in week three. The stack courtesy of NFL's next-gen statistics. I don't think I'll And have you, ch did you make any changes to these answers? No. Since last week, okay. No. This music is fire, by True. the way. It is, right? Two trues and a false, and we have a tie game here, guys. Woo! It is false. Yes! You know what's crazy? Look at that, the he's back! The player who surpassed <laughs> Miles Garrett is Kaiser White of the Arizona Cardinals. Who took down a quarterback in week six in 1.97 seconds. He's oh back! He must have been offside. Was, it, was no? he blocked? Back from the dead. Untouched. Yeah, like. Back from the dead. It to, is now 2 2 2. I'm about to pee. Call me PJ Walker, baby. That means he's going to fumble it away last Why, you down the turnovers? Way you going to throw picks down the stretch? I yeah. just might. If, if it ended in that fashion, really call me PJ Walker. Okay. Next up. Miles Garrett's older brother played in the NBA for five seasons. True or false? I didn't know he had a brother. I really don't be doing nothing. I, this is all really. <laughs> I swear, I might be just the luckiest guy. Wouldn't uh, we know this already? False. False. Well, if everybody go, you know. Oh, <laughs> I helped Tyvis there. Tyvis is going false. So three falses and three incorrect answers. Wow. Miles Garrett's so. half-brother is Sean Williams, who played at Boston College and was a first-round pick Whoa. of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, you said half-brother. For five seasons. They grew up in the same house together. No, you cheater. You can't half this up. Half-brother. It's half a brother. Up. It's his brother's blood. Same blood. Like, come on. You, same you, blood. Who, who, they who, ain't, they're not technically the same on, blood. Come on, man. Same like, are they the same blood? They have the same mom? Same mom. They're not even even close like they that. The they grew up together in the same household. Uh, All right, fair enough. Please. Same mom. Grew but you still should have said half brother. Hey, hey, you know what? Where's the picture of him? Of Sean Williams and Miles Garrett? Where's the Here picture? it is. Uh, uh, they, if they ain't in their picture together, it's a wrap. Hmm. I got a question for you live on Air McNuggets. 
Shoot. So like you say half brother or sister if you don't have the same parents? No. Well, no, one parent is a half brother. I just feel like that's your brother or your sister. No. So then I'm right. So you like how I worded that question. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's you. your brother. That's thank your sibling, you. yeah. regardless. No. Yeah, but you. it's a half. The proper terminology is half brother. Earl, you know, you know. Here's how it works. <laughs> if if it is by the same mother, yeah, it is. Yes. It's full. Yeah. But if it's by the same father, your father must be be, be in the street. Papa was a rolling stone. Hey, what is this? Is this not a picture of Miles Garrett and Sean Williams? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, there, there's picture proof. You guys are you guys are all wrong there. I'm right. I'm yeah. saying I'm giving you the kudos. Next qu oh, next question. Okay. Where's the picture? Where the tag board at? Uh, tag board froze on video. Oh, so tag board is full of shit right now. <laughs> we got a lot of beef with tag board. Trust Go ahead. me. Trust Stop me. All right, me next that. up. So we are still tied at two across the board. Miles Garrett has never scored a touchdown in his collegiate or professional career. True or false? This is absolutely false. I can tell you the time he actually got the touchdown, too. False for G. False for Bull. And true for Tyvis, which means if Tyvis is right, he'll be in the lead. If Tyvis is wrong, he's in dead last. And the answer is false. <laughs> he has never scored a touchdown, which is actually kind of shocking. What, and it's not a knock on him. Defensive touchdowns are so hard to come across. He scored against Chicago. Think. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Put that back up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. He did score a touchdown. Okay. He has scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Right. He scored a touchdown. What a knucklehead, Mike. It's false that he has never scored because he right. has scored a touchdown. He scored a touchdown against Chicago yes. when he had like five sacks that game. Yes, fumble yeah. recovery <laughs> touchdown against Chicago in 2021. I even made that note. He I just read it. I was about to be like, wait, I'm confused. was wrong. Bull and G were correct. He has scored a touchdown. All right, he go has. ahead. So My far, apologies. Yeah. The, right. the question was worded right. I read it back wrong. Yeah. You guys are right. Score update, Anthony. Uh, Bull and G have three. Tyvis are sitting at two. What, we got three more? Two or three more. And I have an extra credit question here. Next one. Miles Garrett's favorite dinosaur is a Spinosaurus. That is a real dinosaur. It is... And I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> I feel like Truth you either got her like raptors or T-Rexes. Don't nobody really do no Spinosaurus. What is I that? I just said true. Y'all remember a cartoon named Denver the Last Dinosaur? Two you, false you know and a true. No. So if Tyvis is right, we're all tied up at three again. And guess what? Tyvis is right. Oh. Yes. And for extra credit. We actually have the list of his five favorite dinosaurs. We'll see if he can name the most. Give it, God, no. And extra credit if it comes down to that. Well, let's hope it don't, because I'm a little. We have one more question, guys. We are all tied at three. It's the first time heading into the final question. Why would you like a Spinosaurus, bro? We have come down to the absolute wire. This is the final, this not the final question. This is the final question. This is, it's the music. You, you want three more questions? I thought we've only done six questions. No, we've done seven, I believe. Oh, man. We've done All seven, right. yeah. Anthony's kind of we've done seven. Time with, okay. I, I'd rather just lose because I'm not going to name no. I don't know no dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> what I look like. Yeah, this is this is the last one. This is okay, fine. question eight. And then we have an extra credit. I bonus. It's over. True or false? Miles' first career sack came against Josh McCown, who he brought down twice that game. 
Let me just. Was lose. Miles' first career sack against Josh McCown? Let me just lose. Can you tell me who Josh? <laughs> can you tell me who Josh McCown was playing for? Nope. I, I can't phone a friend or nothing. Let me just. Lose. <laughs> yeah, fifty-fifty, dog. That, that that won't tell me much, bro. Like I'd rather just lose. Um. Cause I ain't naming no dinosaur. I'm gonna just tell you that right now. The only one I know is the T-Rex. Why would you do that? False for Tyvis. Why would you do that? False for G. Because <laughs> if it's right. So is Bull going to go crazy and try to true. get the win? It's true. I hope it is. The answer. It's true. Bull's confident. And Bull is correct. I'm, it is true. I, I remembered that. It was against the Jets. <laughs> and Earl says it was his first snap in his first game. I he remember that. We were going Josh wild. McCown. And I can't that believe bull? G. Bush got that wrong. That stuns me. He has the best memory for Brown stuff. That's you. Knew, that, you and anybody I know, I'm stunned you got you, that wrong. You, you knew you had me when. Uh, well, I'm on. I'm on uh, drugs. Yeah, right that's now, true. So <laughs> well, Bull, you're <laughs> a champion. I'm, I'm on drugs. And so, for the like, record, I've won anyone, two of the last three. Would now, anyone like to know Miles Garrett's top five dinosaurs? Nope. Uh, I'm, gonna I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what there is. Triceratops. That is on the list. Never heard of it. A pterosaurus. Sp- uh, sp- spinosaurus. 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 Never heard. Is one. Triceratops is three. T Rex. Not on there. Uh, Raptor. Velociraptor is five. Um, Stegosaurus. Nope. I've never heard of the other two. Brontosaurus. Anthony, would you like to pronounce two and four here? Try and say these words. Bronchiosaurus. Nope. Mm. Pterosaurus. Okay, My so son number knows four. Every dinosaur. He would be good at huh? Nope. Number four is a Diplof- Diplosaurus? Diplophorosaurus? Yeah. And a, the number two is a Dino. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce the last Spell part. It. I, D-E-I-N-O-N-Y-C-H-U-S is number two. I have Never no idea what that, that is. One. Miles told the BCS Bryant College Station Eagle at the Jurassic Park premiere in 2016 his five favorite dinosaurs, and those were the five he listed in very order. good so. hey, hey them them sound like them them sound like uh antibiotics yeah stegosaurus tyanophy miles garrett is a man of many interests i never heard of any of them go ahead mike we're gonna do pcc and we're actually gonna talk a little caps wrap up the show here we're gonna okay. do a little pcc first so we got some super chats and we have some anniversary members to shout out here but if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits pcc airfoils is a leading manufacturer in northeast ohio all locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We're going to get these super chats out the way, and then we will look at our one-year anniversary members and then talk a little Evan Mobley for the final minute or two here. First super chat of the day comes from Pernell Hobley, and he said we should trade Evan Mobley and Jared Allen for Joel Embiid. Uh, Devoid Archangel said the Browns did exactly what the Guardians did at the trade deadline, and still somehow we go down as the best owners in sports. Derek Bryson said, I don't care if Watson was dead. I'm not trading nothing over a fifth. As for DPJ, who really cares? He can't get open or play special teams. Donnie Stewart says, I don't trust Watson or Walker. We still hope Watson can play at elite level, but it's not looking good. Our Mac Dog said nobody forced Andrew Barry to get rid of Dobbs. Brissett and DeErnest Johnson were our best backups. The Browns. I don't really care about Dobbs. I don't think so Dobbs is cheap. any better than PJ Walker personally. I, I don't, but he's a smart guy. So is Andrew Barry. 
and put them in quarterback. I mean, he was he was in your system. I, I would yeah. assume that he, he would be better than picking P.J. Walker off the scrap heap. Nope. I mean, no, obviously nobody wanted Dobbs. The Browns didn't want Dobbs, obviously, because they gave up nothing to get him, the, the Vikings, essentially. He's been starting in two places. It's crazy, right? Next one comes from DB Dog 21. Remember relationships in the NFL. They traded Dobbs just to do right by him. Petzig called and asked about Dobbs. The Browns traded him because he had an opportunity to start. Mr. 216 said, we should have traded Brissett for a third. How confident is anyone that the Browns will draft a good player versus Brissett improving the offense? Uh, Maddie Kamiko says, Tyvis is either giggling or coughing. PJ said, uh, M. Bynes said, PJ said Jacoby told him, <laughs> if Amari gets open, throw the ball. Get her off me, Steve. <laughs> don't, give the, don't give her the satisfaction. Are you satisfaction. sick again? I'm not sick. I've been having this lingering cough for like a month now, mm. but I'm not sick. I All just right. cough. But I'm, I don't know. I haven't I, really noticed you coughing that Tyvis much. Tyvis got tuberculosis, man. Jeez. Uh, PJ said... Jacoby told him if Amari gets open, throwing the ball, PJ doesn't have what it takes to consistently go through progression. Guys are open. I think we actually made a mistake, and Damian Frederick pointed this out. I think Deshaun threw three touchdowns against Washington last year. Oh, did he? I think he did. Deshaun threw we three never, touchdowns? We never looked it up. We, I think he did, too. We went straight to Baker. I, I didn't even think of Deshaun, but Mark I think he Cooper. is right. I'm pretty sure he threw three Amari, touchdowns yeah. against the uh, Washington Commanders last season. And last one, do it for Chubb. Bull went and got stretched out at the massage parlor yesterday. Is that why he's sitting funny? I'm not sitting funny, but I was a great massage. <laughs> By the way, believe it or not, so yesterday I did a short. You stretched out? Where from, because <laughs> I get a text. I guys? get a text from, uh, I don't know, Steve, our executive producer, like, Bull, can you do a short about the Browns not making a trade? And I was like, sure, but I was like, I'm, at, I'm about to get a massage. So I decided to do it there, give a little promotion to my, my friend Aaron, who's my masseuse. <laughs> he owns a place, Urban Haven Massage. And I, I, I know people are not going to believe this, but it's the truth. I didn't even think of the Deshaun Watson thing when I was doing that from the massage place. It, it actually did not even cross my mind, which is crazy. Right. But of course, in the comments, I'm told I haven't looked at any of the comments. I'm told that in the comments there are quite a bit of uh, Deshaun Watson what massage he, jokes, but it, said, it had actually not crossed my mind. What did he say you was doing there? He was getting what? Stretched. They said I was getting stretched, stretched out. out. It is time to give our one-year anniversary shout-outs to our favorite members in the chat. And by favorite, I mean guys who are celebrating one year today oh as members of the Ultimate well, Cleveland Sports Show. We love everybody, yeah. but today is a special one-year anniversary for three special members in Bull. Yeah. You want to give them a little Well, let me explain out. here before you put the names up. Let's <coughs> put the names up. Let's do that, too. Uh, yesterday, for those who weren't with us, and where were you? What the hell happened? Um, well, there was that one nudnik who said he wasn't going to watch because G. Bush wasn't on yesterday. <laughs> Whatever that dope's name is. He's back. He, he never went anywhere yesterday, by the way. He pretended he didn't go. Um, so yesterday was the first anniversary of our memberships. And so there we had, I think we had about 14, 15 people that signed up right away. and We congratulated them. But we also want to thank the people that have been with us, even if they weren't with us for the first day, for the first week. So we're doing this all week. So today is the anniversary of the second day that we went to memberships. And there were three people that joined us on day two. And here are the names. John Zenner, Sean Walker, 
and Shannon Nelson. I don't know any of those people. None of those names sound familiar. But they've been with us for a year, and we really appreciate their support. So we're happy to give them a little love on the show. Shout out to them, man, for being uh, down for, down with us for one whole year, man. And, you know, we, we turned this in. Hey, by the way, we made this this internet thing look cool. Like, a lot of people. Oh, God. A lot of people. How is, many videos now are the radio stations in oh, town Lord. all of a sudden doing? A- a- everybody got YouTube videos yeah. now, bro. Shout out to other people that's been here day one. We, we going strong. But, yeah. you know, we, we like, uh, we open the doors for people. We yeah. just, you know. And good. we're going to talk about the Cavs in overtime. Yeah. But we got five minutes real quick. Right. and Just real quick. I, I got to say something about can I, what I saw. Can I yesterday. just promote something real quick, Mike, course, before you do? Always. Please, if you're not a subscribing already to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, please do so. There may, there's got to be some of you that watch and don't click on that subscribe button. We're now over 31,500 subscribers, which is a big number. But we want to keep building that. We want to get to 50,000 at some point. That's going to take a while. But we want to get there. So every subscriber helps. So anybody in your life that, that watches the show at all, if you watch the show occasionally, please hit that subscribe button. You'll get alerts whenever we do a show. And also, please subscribe. Uh, well, G. Bush's podcast is, if you subscribe for UCSS, you also subscribe. Yeah. But you got your own YouTube page. Yeah, I do. You could just type in the barbershop. Like it's like the it's like the X-rated version of UCSS. There you go. Like we wouldn't we, want it's, that. It's real over there. We just get right to it, bro. So if you want a little, you want that truth, that smoke, come on over there, man. And, and I just started my channel in August, and I'm approaching 2,000 subscribers Look already. So please help me continue to build that. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Continue to get coverage from everybody else here, so subscribe to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on YouTube as well. Really appreciate it. Mike, go ahead. We're going to talk Cavs on overtime. We're going to talk about a lot in Behind the Glass. But with our live audience still tuning in, we got to spend just a few minutes. And real quick, I'll save my my big overarching takeaway for for tonight. But we said yesterday, is anything you see in this game going to change the way you approach, you appear, you look at the Cavs because it's a regular season game? Bull, you've said many times that nothing in the regular season matters for you. You need to see it in the postseason. I know that they had no Garland, no Allen, no Levert yesterday. They were playing down. Amani Bates was the first player off the bench. Craig Porter Jr. came in. And did a hell of a job, but they were down to the bare, moan, bare bones minimum roster of what they normally would have on a healthy day. And give Donovan Mitchell credit because he showed up in a big way and no one else did. And we have to start having an Evan Mobley conversation. But not necessarily just Mobley. The Knicks punked the Cavs last season. Punked them. And last night, we had Jared Allen say the lights were too bright. It was the first chance just to kind of not conquer that demon, but almost stand up to the bully in a way. And instead of even pushing the bully back and calling him fat, whatever, like whatever's dumb bully insult you'd want to do, they turtled, they ran away, they put a tail between their legs, they hid, and it was disgusting to watch. Guys, you have any thoughts on this? 
First and foremost, um, I, I believe watching the game, not just saying this to just say it. Um, once again, Dean Wade gets way too many minutes. Um, Dean Wade, you know, if he's not knocking down jump shots, he does not look at his scouting reports. He lets people get to their strong hand. And if he's not, if he's not knocking down jumpers, he's a liability. So for me, I believe Imani Bates has earned earned an opportunity to get more minutes off the bench. Hmm. Um, Step he, back. He, he, he's I mean, he played seven minutes the other day and had a ne- negative 15 he plus played like minus, 16 though. or 13 minutes. Yes, 13, 14 he, minutes. You know, he played money. He, he played best. We played better this game. By the way, he's had four boards swinging the ball, played better defense. Getting he still has trouble, you know, one on one defense getting out of the picks. But the big thing for me is Evan Mobley. Um, I could safely say right now within the first four games, four or five games on the watch, one and three. He uh, he hasn't brought anything new to his game. Hasn't brought he hasn't. Um, and here's the thing, um, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> Bill Simmons and me was texting, and I said, uh, "Look at you, uh, <laughs> Evan Mobley, this unicorn. Um, he's starting. To, he might look like Serge Ibaka." Whoa. And he said, uh, "He oh, has yeah. to. He has to start shooting threes." I'm um, about to say Serge had a jumper, and, and even Serge developed a three point shot. And I was like, "I'm confused because we were supposed to be getting KG." He's like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure, and I was really high on Evan Mobley. Now, Y'all watch you, Parks and Rec? Was that? No. You guys ever seen Parks and Rec? Yes. Gee, we we were we were sold that Evan Mobley was a unicorn. Yes. He's little Sebastian. <laughs> you guys are, are giving up on him after four games. We're not this year? giving up on him. We just don't see the the. They're being critical. We don't him. we don't see the level of progression in his in his offensive game. Now, don't get it wrong. What he still he, blocks shots and, and does. And what was switch. he supposed to be working on this year? He's supposed to be working on handling the ball or shooting. Handling the ball, getting to the getting to a pull up game. Three, a corner three-point shot at that, being a more physical defense and an offensive rebounder. He doesn't rebound the ball at a high enough rate for, yeah. for what his size is, too. Real quick thought, Mike, and I was talking about this with you guys before the show. I've said nothing matters in the regular season. I don't really care about the regular season, except for, except for one thing, seeing if what his game looks like this year. Yeah. If Evan, if Evan Mobley does not take the step forward this year, then this, then this, this is over. Then if he's just a decent NBA player, and that's if he's just a defensive guy with a you know average offensive game, then they're just a mediocre team. That JB's going to get fired, and Donovan Mitchell's going to get traded, and essentially they're starting over. And we're going to continue this conversation yeah. in overtime for our members. Shout out to our three one-year anniversary members again: John Zenner, Sean Walker, and Shannon Nelson. We appreciate y'all. We love all of you. And we'll see, see you all overtime. overtime. Except for that one hater, we hate you. I like you. All right, you're all right. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.